Welcome to Behind the Curtain, behavioral health like you've never heard before. Now we know why Jill's the most popular therapist at Pacific Everything's Solstice. Everything's better in a tutu. Well, I used to wear a 4-4. Four -four. Okay, but seriously, back to <laughs> PTSD and depression. How are we going to make that podcast? I mean, what is... Why does somebody want to listen to a podcast on depression? Because they've got it and they don't know how to deal with it and they want to feel like they're not alone or because they have questions and they're embarrassed to ask somebody. Why else? Or they know somebody that has it and they're inadvertently and unconsciously stuck in some stigmatization and sending out a negative energy or vibe that's stopping the loved one from getting help and talking about it. I guess too, okay, now I'm thinking, you're right. There is a mystery about depression. There are people who, they either find it a mystery because they can't link it to one specific incident and that drives them crazy, like the eternal, why am I depressed? I have nothing to be depressed about. And then there's also the mystery on the flip side of, I'm depressed, but I'm not really depressed. It's really because I just am having a hard time at work. So I'm not really depressed. It's that I'm, I have a situation I'm specifically upset about. So it can't really be depression because it's tied to the event. Well, and then before classifying as depression, have you ruled out everything else? Have you changed your diet? Have you looked at your exercise patterns? Have you done all the other things that could be affecting the way you feel? before just automatically assuming it's depression and having meds jammed down your throat or... Well, hopefully a good practitioner would not treat you for depression, prescribe medication, unless you've had a physical in the last year and are cleared. you got to rule out, obviously, anything physical. So you're right. Hopefully all those things have been done before you go to, am I depressed? I think I'm depressed. Someone told me I'm depressed. And then there's also the phenomenon of the average person on the street thinks in very simplistic, stereotypical terms of what depression is, how it's expressed, or how to identify it. But a mental health professional has the background to understand that sometimes, like especially with men who yeah, exhibit depression, the yeah, it's exhibited as anger or irritability, um, and they don't know that that actually is how men express depression. Mm -hmm. So they may be misidentifying or missing the telltale signs mm -hmm. that somebody with some mm -hmm. education and training would pick up on. Yeah, and you know what else too? I was just telling somebody, you know, I, I'm totally in a line with, you know, men are typically raised to only feel horny, hungry, thirsty, and angry. And if your own if you're solo, only feeling you can feel is anger. So many of your mental health feelings are going to be expressed as anger. It's your only, it's your only tool. It's going to be your go-to. You're stressed, you're angry. You're anxious, you're angry. You're sad, you're depressed, you're angry. Well, m most, uh, most boys, at least that I know from my anecdotal experience, have not had great uh, teachings on emotion regulation. We're told to shut up. We're told to stop crying. Whatever the word, whatever the expression, however your family shaped it to you, boys were not uh, allowed to have any other emotion but angry. So everything became angry. You know what I mean? It was sadness, 
upset, self-consciousness, all the other myriad and rainbow of emotions, you boys only figured out how to express it through one way until we found out, found drugs or alcohol, and then there was a brand new way to express our... So here's a question. Or not express them, I should say. Yeah, here's my question for the two men in the room. What is the earliest age you remember feeling sad? How far back can you go in your memory? Tuesday? Yeah, no. <laughs> earliest. Earliest childhood memory. <laughs> the first time we experienced depression? Sadness. Sadness. Yeah. Pretty far back. Can you picture it at like five years old? Yes. Okay. Can you picture it at five? Okay, don't tell me this. Can you picture sadness? I, I nodded yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, audience. Can you picture sadness in adolescence? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I picture more sadness in adolescence than I do happiness. That's for damn sure. That's you? so hard to yep. hear. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Knowing you oh, makes so that's so hard to hear. But anyways, okay. In your 20s, you can identify sadness? Yep. Yes, but I think at that point I assumed it was my fault. Therefore, I didn't deserve sympathy from you or sympathy from myself. Well, well, perhaps I'm an outlier. I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, so shame was always my middle name. But I think I did assume more. She not only they not only abused you, but they named they middle named you Shame. As well. <laughs> yes, that's, a, that's it's my up. legal name. It's messed up. <laughs> now going back to being a little kid, what do you think your families or whoever your caregiver? What do you think they predominantly saw you? Like what feeling do you think they predominantly saw in you? What would they have labeled you? Well, my family of origin was not capable of seeing anybody, so I wasn't seen. What do you think teachers saw? Unfortunately, I went to public school in New York City in the 60s, so they had too many people in class. You had that one teacher, though, that saw you. Miss Garfinkel. What would she have labeled you as? Um, Would she have seen you as sad or something else? Yeah, she definitely would have seen me as sad. Okay. What Uh, would elementary school, what would people have, what would your family have said? Would they have seen sadness or something else? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm not sure if they would have had time to... You're like Evan. Hyper focus in on one of just one of our feelings. I think it was just too busy, like dealing with tragedy and finances and their own drama. You know. Okay. And again, I'm seeing a common denominator here with both Tom and myself. That of course, there's a reason that we became addicted to drugs and alcohol, is we have the shared experience of coming from families that didn't see us. Yeah. Let me ask you this one though. Be patient with me. I'm curious. Going to adolescence now, would people have seen sadness or would they have seen a different feeling come out? What would you have been kind of labeled as? First time I got socked in the mouth, I learned you can't show anybody sadness. So you would have been what? They saw me as angry. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. I think that I probably hid my sadness and what people saw was aloofness. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't this, notice how much it shifted from childhood being able to feel it, people probably saw it, if they could see it, but you guys didn't have to go. And then it totally shut down as men, as boys and adolescent. Go to 20s. Mm. Whether it's family, girlfriend, for you, Tom, it's probably your wife. Mm. I what think would they have said you were in your 20s? Um, irritable. Yeah. Tom? Um, 20, 39, irritable as well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have, have, do you grow out of that one? <laughs> no, not okay. That's my point. 
I think that you guys are feeling tons of feelings, but even you two are super evolved and in the mental health field. Look how much your go-to. We just because we have the awareness doesn't mean that we still practice. It's in. We have to constantly. I'm sure you have to constantly remind yourself to feel and not to, not and to be mindful of the of that those emotions that can bring you down a, a negative rabbit hole. You know what I mean? I think that's the whole, but we still get, I still get caught. I can still get caught in that very easily, you know? Did it change in your 30s? For me? Yeah, both of you. Well, that was the time for me that I entered uh, both the 12-step paradigm and received therapy. So I think then I had an opportunity to understand what was really going on. I didn't know I had PTSD. I, I, I began to recognize the expressions um, of irritability and trauma and understood what was underneath it. You what just, about your you, 30s? That was just, you just summed up, like, I think at 25, I started going to therapy. And for those next, like, four or five years, I was doing therapy and school. And so I got my bachelor's in social work and then did the KDAC stuff right afterwards while I was doing all this therapy. And I think that that's where a lot of healing took place and a lot of uh a lot of the steps were done then for me to not fall victim to what my past was dictating you know evan what would you tell your adolescent boy that this isn't really who you are and that it's not your fault Mm -hmm. that there are reasons that don't judge yourself by this current state of affairs or situation You know, I'll tell you honestly to the both of you that I cannot tell you what a pleasure it is as a female to be able to be so emotionally intimate and have conversations like this with the two of you. You know, I really do feel like there's a lot of men and women who are friends and they just really don't ever get to have these conversations. But as a female, not just a therapist, but just a female, it really does do something to me cognitively, physically, emotionally. To be intimate with men as a female, it's just just really powerful. It really is. Thank you. And on that note, if you want to hear more, give us a call. 949-200-7929. Pacific Solstice provides mental health and addiction treatment services. With a working professionals program that customizes its treatment plans and a young adults program that specializes in working with millennials and Gen Zs, helping them launch. For more information, go to pacificsolstice.com or call 949-200-7929. That's 949-200-7929. Strength and Support is a 501c3 nonprofit that provides low-cost or free mental health services to the military community here in Orange County and Los Angeles. It's real. It's raw. It's behind the curtain.